Hey everyone, how's it going? My name is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you are listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Yeah. So glad that you're here. Thanks for tuning in. Wherever you're tuning in from, whether you're tuning in from America, um, are you slurping your coffee or kind of gross? <laughs> I don't know why. And sexy. <laughs> I don't know how it's sexy. It just felt right. Well, I'm working on it. Um, whether you're you know tuning in from around the world or Mars, you know, thank you for being here. All the aliens. Mars? Just random Mars? I don't want to discriminate against those people up there on the planet of Mars. Okay. Do you believe in aliens? No, seriously. Do you believe in them? Um, yes. We are aliens. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean like, you know, we're strangers in this world. <laughs> I don't, I don't so have any words. <laughs> I don't have any words. Um... I have some. This is like an awkward intro to our podcast. Is this our first awkward open? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Awesome. No, you've had others. Hey, Vic. <laughs> sound chick. You are not supposed to talk until we ask. She's like, no, you've had others. I've been a part. I've partaken of the awkwardness. <laughs> hey, thank you for all of. Are we moving on now? Can we get out of the awkward <laughs> yeah, I open? Yes, we are. It's, yeah. Um, moving right along. Thank you for all those that follow us on social media. Uh, Billy's Mafia. If you would like to follow us, we get updates for this podcast, Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. And um, we recently did a poll, a poll on which coffee you prefer. And what thank you for the many of you who participated in the poll in on, the poll. Instagram, on Instagram, social media, on social Billy's media. Mafia. Mafia. Um, I'm plugging it. <laughs> they told me. Um, the sponsors and stuff said I need to plug it. Just do a better job <laughs> plug it, you know. Just plug away. Um, but we asked Dunkin' Donuts. Do all the things. You prefer Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks? I First am of all, sad to say Starbucks that shouldn't even 69% be in the pool. 9% of you prefer Starbucks. 100%. And Starbucks to even, Dunkin isn't even Donuts. the greatest coffee in Seattle. Okay, Dunkin' Donuts, if you're on the East Coast, maybe that could go over well. You're, you live in the West Coast, man. Like, I love you. But Woman, Dunkin' Donuts is watered this down. This is going to be a coffee. Problem. Nothing. Oh, what it's, did you just say? It's like it's so. You just mild. said that of our sponsors. Yeah. Oh, Dunkin' sorry. Donuts is not watered down coffee. It is smooth, crisp coffee. It is from <laughs> heaven. It is the nectar of God Himself. Starbucks is sorry. burnt. It's, now, Starbucks, if you want to sponsor us, I'll take that back. <laughs> I, I like your blonde rose. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Um, but honestly, people, can can we need to work on this? I cannot believe that 69% of you would take Starbucks over Dunkin' Donuts. I just need the West Coast to get on board with us here. Dunkin' Donuts is the best brewed coffee on the planet. For a reasonable price. I suppose there's people out there in the bouge world who are like, I know the best coffee in the world, and it costs $500 an ounce. I'm like, great. Good for you. You must be a king somewhere. But for the rest of us normal people, Dunkin' Donuts, coffee for the rest of us. You're welcome, guys. I'm going to take credit for that. When that airs on a commercial, Dunkin' Donuts, coffee for we, the rest of us. We heard you the first time. Yeah. yeah we, I just wanted to do it in my, yeah, in my, got it. my commercial voice. Dunkin' Donuts. We all disagree. coffee for We're the just normal allowing person. You to keep talking in oh. our, you know, in our ears. All right. I was sitting around uh, the other day with a good friend of mine. Uh, we refer to him anonymously as David Kroll. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were on the bonfire in the back of my house, and we were just having a conversation. And we got on this topic of timing. And I, I say this a lot, but I was like, timing is everything. Like you, in business, 
and relationships and tough conversations. Like I just firmly believe this timing is everything. If you say the wrong thing at the wrong time, or you could say the right thing at the wrong time, you blow it. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think in strategy and timing and life with kids and marriage, like timing is everything. Everything. Um, And I kind of want to talk about that today. Like just, you know, how we manage time, what it means. Like, you know, you could have a brilliant idea, but if you launch that idea too soon, you launch that idea too late, like... There's so many things that timing is just a huge part about. And we kind of, more than I realized, really kind of live by this kind of principle in our lives. Like Especially time. you. I would say I get timing off 50% of the time, if I can just be <laughs> so honest. And maybe it's a personality thing. But you've taught me a ton in this area, especially I feel like in the last several years, you really have helped me with timing. Timing when I should have a conversation, when, when to maybe shut up or even timing with our kids, like babe, like you, you needed to say that, but just the timing was not right. So you yeah. really have. Well, and I appreciate you saying, that. I mean, cause I married you when you were 17. So oh, okay. in fact, I practically raised you and you're welcome. False. <laughs> um, I mean, am I your husband and your daddy? Uh, <laughs> so weird. probably <laughs> the- who's your daddy? This joke for you will never get old, will it's it? It's not a joke. It's a reality. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, hey, remember when our son Judah was about four four years old and he was being potty trained? And yes, I'm Four. I think he was three, but yeah. Okay, okay whatever. And <laughs> you came to me one day. You're like, hey, you have to get your son and teach him. He is making such a mess in such my bathroom. Mess. Like he's peeing everywhere. He's dripping everywhere. And she's His like, aim was you just need terrible. to do your job yeah. and teach him the aim game. And I'm like, yeah. The aim game. Yeah, the aim game. And I'm like, okay. So I'll, I go and, you know, a couple couple days during the week, and I, I kind of do what, I mean, fathers do with sons. I'm not trying to be inappropriate here, but, like, I teach him how to. His aim game. Hit the toilet, you know, without hitting the sides and stuff. And also, um, you know, at the end, I, I kind of told him, like, so when, you, when you're when you done, don't just walk away. Because what Judah was doing is he, this little four-year-old would use the restroom, and He's then he would just walk away while he's still, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, so I'd be like, hey, shake. Like shake, like, you know, make sure that it's, you know, I'm not trying to be inappropriate, but that's what, I mean, someone has to teach little boys you. how Thank to do you. that. So I'm yes. like, shake. Tell the world. Yeah, like shake. And then. Even grown men could learn a little something here. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so speaking of timing, we have a meeting, I don't know, that week. And we have a bunch of people over at our house. Packed, and, packed living room, people yep. everywhere. And, it, and the meeting had gotten super kind of serious and honest and somber in a way and we had been there for about two hours but like it was a, like it was one of those moments where like you don't make jokes um it's not like and i had been drinking water the entire time i think i was doing like that water thing you know people walk around with their water jug and just drink it i was that guy for a season <laughs> dear lord hey guys with your gallons of water <laughs> like whatever so i was that the milk guy. jug and you know? i literally was gonna float away i was like i cannot and it was such a, so i was and i didn't want to interrupt the meeting so i was gonna just discreetly kind of step out, but I needed to let you know. And our son Judah had walked in and was sitting with us for a second during this meeting. And he was sitting on your lap and I lean over to you. You'll remember this. And I'm like, Hey, I got to go use the restroom. I'm like, I can't wait. Like I got, I'm gonna step out. So the meeting's going, someone's talking. It's very kind of like, like very, it's one of those meetings you want to interrupt. I'll never forget it, man. Timing is everything. I get up. And as I'm going to leave, our son Judah, our four-year-old, three-year-old son, and interrupts the meeting. He's like, Dad, are you going to the bathroom? <laughs> and oh, my God. And everyone stops and looks. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah. And I like, don't. And he's like, 
Hey, dad, shake it. <laughs> and, and I can see the people's faces are like, shake, shake what? Shake it? I'm like, you probably shouldn't visualize it. <laughs> like, he told me to I shake mean, it. Everyone erupted. And erupted. I'm like, oh, it was the best moment I ever. will, son. I'll shake it well. Shake you know, it. like, yeah. I mean, it's so. so to it, this day, I'm always like, hey, son. Shake it. <laughs> Shake it. Timing. I mean, it couldn't have been the worst time for him to throw out that phrase. We're like, <laughs> what best. are you teaching? Oh my gosh, this is what makes life great. I think a lot of times we make life harder for ourselves, relationships, and then because we just get the timing wrong, mm-hmm. right? It's just like timing. I once I once worked in a, an organization and had a friend, this was years ago, and he's like, dude, how is it that you always like with the boss, like you kind of always like, they always take your ideas. They like, and I'll, I'll throw out so many ideas. And they never, it never happens. They never have time. Like I can never give them, but it seems like, like you have a conversation and there's a change and there's a change. And I remember telling this guy, I was like, dude, timing's everything. I can't tell you how many times. And it, with this one particular supervisor, I had sat down with him three times with the intention. We were just actually a casual lunch or a dinner or getting drinks or something like that. And I had literally had the intention of like bringing up a business thought, but I could feel the moment. And I was like, it's, it's the wrong time. I could just, and I was like, it's not the right time. So mm-hmm. I waited. I think timing requires an enormous amount of patience. And then probably by that fourth time, he asked a question that led me in and I, I dropped the question and boom, we instantly make a decision because it was the right time. Now, had I asked the question earlier, it probably would have been dismissed and it wouldn't have been, nothing would have happened, right? Because it was just the wrong timing. It's not that it was a bad idea or it's the wrong thing to do. It's just timing is everything. And so I remember telling him like, dude, I just, you gotta, like just because it needs to happen doesn't mean it needs to happen right now. now. Which I think is a big deal. That's I mean, a, that's a big one. I mean, I think for me personally, I have to constantly remind. Like, I am such a get it done personality, and yeah. you've helped me. Like, baby, it needs to be said, and it needs to actually be. It needs to happen, but don't don't make it happen right now, and don't say it just yet. And there's so much wisdom in that, and you've saved me so much grief by just listening to that counsel. So that's. Well, You're, time means everything. Time means everything. Um, like, okay, this is one that everyone who's married can relate with. Like, this happened to both of us on both ends. You come home from a long day at work. It's been a, a long day, lots of conversations, lots of stuff going on. You sit down. You've done this to me multiple times. I've probably done this to you. I think women might tend to do this more to men. 100%. That's not always true. But like, and I'll sit down on the couch and I'll just kind of like trying to unwind or even, you know, D, what's the word? Decombust? Decompress. De- oh, look at you, Miss Vocabulary. You know. Decompress. And you'll sit down and you'll be like, hey, babe, mm-hmm. can we talk? And I just, mm-hmm. I really need to connect with you. And, and you'll start to like dive in dive and ask me it. Just go deep for it. questions. Not like one word answer questions, but like deep questions. And I'm like, babe, I'm I, ready to dialogue. I don't know. And you're like, why don't you want to talk with me? <laughs> you know? and, and I'm literally like, 100%. I do want to talk with you, but right now, like this is the worst time. And sometimes this led to arguments <laughs> totally. and is what you didn't do anything wrong, but my timing was so off. I wasn't doing anything yeah. wrong. It was just bad timing. I, I read um, a great book called saving your marriage before it starts. And they talk about this very thing. And that's when it dawned on me a couple years ago. I'm like, I totally do that to Billy. I, he comes home from a long day and I'm just ready to go at it, like ask a million questions. It could be just like lighthearted stuff. It doesn't matter. It was just wrong timing. And it says that if you can give all the men in your world, husbands, brothers, you know, your sons, give them time to decompress, give them an hour when they get home from a long day and then maybe approach that conversation. It's always going to go better. And that's so much wisdom.
used in a minute. I have, it has saved us so many times for me just to wait, even sometimes to the next day. Yeah. And you're actually really good at that. And I appreciate it. And you'll even sometimes be like, Hey, I really want to have a conversation with you, but I can tell like, this is the bad time. So what, what, when would be a good time? Do you want to do it um, later tonight? You want to do it tomorrow morning? And I love that. I'm like, Oh, that's great. Um, what about tomorrow morning? You know, Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, and it goes the same for gentlemen, dude, you're not off the hook. Like, you could, we could talk about sex. Like how many times, babe, when we were first married, where I just like walk in, you'd had a rough day. You come home from work. The kids have been screaming or crying and I'm walking like, want to have sex? You're nursing one. You want to make on love? You. Me caveman. You want to, <laughs> you want to procreate? I'm like, like I'm someone like, else wants to and you're like, at me. And you're like, no. I don't know. Don't touch me. I've, my kids have been clawing at me all day. Like, like romance you know, being kiss me and do some laundry. Then let's It's like the timing's way off. Totally. Fellas. Work the timing game. Okay. For instance, like I, this is kind of routine for us sometimes. Like we'll come home. I, you'll be cooking, whatever. And I can tell you're kind of frazzled. So what I'll do, I don't just be like, make love to me. I need love from wife. I need like, sex. I'll walk up, <laughs> Vic. <laughs> or are you disgusted, Vic? It's gross. Well, I, uh, I'm sorry. Love between a husband and wife is gross. <laughs> between my brother and my sister in law. Oh. Mm, that is gross, gross. <laughs> when you put it that way. Okay, okay, can we turn our mic off? Um, I'll walk up to you. You'll be cooking. I love to come behind you and yes, like you- kiss you on the neck. I'm like, hey, baby girl, you're looking all you're looking all beautiful in that apron, right? Timing. I'm not gonna. I'm not going like, in for. I'm not going in for the year. play, fellas. Play it out, man. Work the timing game. My hands might go where they shouldn't go, Hello. or where they should go. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And then I'll walk away. And then maybe after dinner, I will do the dishes. Ooh. Take notes, gentlemen. The dishes. I'll hand you a glass of wine Ooh, if you're having wine a that glass night. Of wine. Um, I'll kiss you yes. on the lips. I might pat you on the behind. And I'll be like, hey, you look beautiful today, by the way. You know, and I just play the timing game. I swear to God, you almost every time, time we've done this, by the time nighttime rolls babe. around and it's time for bed, you're coming to me and being like, you want to meet me upstairs? And I'm like, oh, you know that I do? <laughs> I'm like, like, Timing's everything. But it's so true. It's so true. Yeah, work. Work the timing. How about with kids? Asking kids. Like, I am notorious for this. But what I've learned, I still do it because I think every parent can't stop asking their kids, how was your day? Like, what? how was your day at school? So <laughs> exactly. I'll pick up Serenity from school. She's in high school, freshman. I'm like, how was your day? And she's like, good. I'm like, what'd you do? Nothing. Anything, <laughs> anything special happen? No. Make any new friends? Not really. You know, like, and it's just, and I used to be like, hey, I am trying to have a conversation what with you. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I start scolding now, and we've been doing this for a few years. I'm just like, cool, awesome. Like, I just have kind of reserved my fact, like, it's not that she doesn't want to communicate. It's like, dude, the timing. wrong She's time, dad. sat in classroom for six and a half hours. Listening to teachers. She's exhausted, emotionally and mentally. I mean, like, come on. They are in in it all day. We want to get information. It's just bad timing. Bad, bad timing. timing, mom. But when it's the right timing, that girl can just talk and talk, and she just opens up and, and shares, and it's awesome. The other day, I took her to the driving range. She's like, dad, I want to go to the driving range. I'm like, awesome. We go to the driving range. She is just chatting it up with me, and I'm like, loving life my daughter's just like talking about this talking about this talking about this talking about that and i'm like and i'm asking her questions the other day we went for a walk to starbucks and i think you know what you got to make time to have those conversations so if mm-hmm. time means everything time in some ways is you can control like you can't control like the the, the seconds ticking down like right now i'm the, the oldest i've sometimes. ever been and yes. the youngest i've ever been like you know i'm the youngest i've ever been like the clock is ticking right but we can make the most of the time we have and creating space in those times as opposed to being like, just because it has to be done doesn't needs, it needs to be done now. I think 
one of the things for timing for me, like understanding that is learning to read the room um, and know the season you're in. Like that's how a lot of, you know, understanding timing is like read the room you're in, whether it's a business room, whether it's in a family room, whether it's in, you know, a marriage, like totally. Okay. Well, first of all, that you do that so well. And so I want to just break that down for, or ask the question, like, how do you read a room? Like, what do you do? Or what are the things you're thinking when you walk into a room? Cause you read a room so well. I've seen you so many times walk even to our family dynamic and you, and you enter this moment with me and the boys and you're like, you read the moment so well, or you're in a staff meeting or you're about to lead a meeting and you read the room so well. I can even tell you went in with one agenda and you've just adjusted it. Yeah. You're like, cause I'm married. I know. And, and because time is everything. An and so if you come, yeah. So how would, how would you tell someone like me who maybe is not as natural at reading the room? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I think I do and I'm, I'm I'm going to think about it for a second, but you know, I think like that's a huge thing because sometimes I'll have a plan or we all have a plan of I'm going to have this conversation, I'm going to have this tough conversation, I'm going to confront this issue or I'm going to, I'm going to breach this principle or this thought and you walk in, you read a room and you're like, nope, change the plans or I'm going to come about it differently and you have to go do that because. But how did you get to that thought? Yeah. How okay. did you get to change I think it's the same way you know the change in seasons. So what would like, you read? What, what are you read? Are you okay, reading yeah. people's body languages? Are you reading like what they're not saying? Yeah, I think you absolutely, all of it. So, okay, in the same way, let me put it this way. The same way I know the seasons are changed. How do I know? I can feel it. Like, how do I know it's summer? Well, I can feel it. It's warmer. I can hear it. There's birds chirping that typically weren't chirping because they flew south for the winter. Um, I can see it. Like, there's people sunbathing. There's kids swimming in pools, right? So, like, using your senses to understand the change of seasons. Like, I know the seasons because I can see it. I can feel it. I can hear it. I think the same thing. Sometimes we walk into rooms and we don't actually listen we're not actually looking. What we're doing is we're thinking about ourselves. We're seeing everything from our perspective. And I think for me, and I, maybe it's my compulsive nature, like I walk into a room and I'm instantly not thinking like, how do I feel? But how does that person feel? And I'll see mm. someone like not engaged. And I'm wondering, I'm not mad at them for not being engaged. Like be engaged. That'd be my perspective. I'm wondering like, why are they not engaged? What am I, what am I missing? Like what's happening around here? You can see a husband and wife not sitting next to each other. Or all of a sudden you start to pick up on boom, 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 boom. Someone makes a comment to you, but they don't look you in the eye. And you just start to read the room, like listen, feel, watch, hear. You know what I'm saying? Like you, all of a sudden it's like, wait a second and it's read really the room. Yeah. Just the way you read a season. Like I wake up in the morning. How do I know if I'm going to wear a jacket or I'm going to wear a t-shirt? I can, can feel it. it. I can look outside. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to. And so I think knowing that is like, you have to be super intentional about reading a room. And then that's, I think how we know timing. Mm. If I read a room and I'm okay. The other day recently, I had to have a, a tough conversation with someone on our team. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're on the team that we're on, um, there's 150 ish of those people don't think it's you because we know in life, everyone has tough conversations. So I had a, it could be a myriad of people. I'm like, I don't want to out someone, but you know, just totally. a normal kind of like conversation yeah. that like, Hey, we got to have this conversation. We had it set up. We had actually had a calendar appointment and I, I canceled the calendar appointment and said, Hey, um, something changed. Let's reschedule. The truth of it is, I'm gonna be honest now, nothing had really changed. I just had had an interaction, felt something. I was like, you know what? Um, timing. I was actually kind of like in a mood where I thought like, this isn't going to be good timing. I'm going to come off wrong mm. because I know there was other extenuating circumstances for me. And I'm like, I shouldn't have this conversation right now because I'm going to do it wrong. I just know me like right now. And I wasn't afraid to have the conversation because I think sometimes people put stuff off because they're afraid. Like I'll deal with it later. I'll deal with it later. That's yeah, procrastination. Totally. And that could be passive aggressiveness. But for me, I'm like, yeah. Hey, 
it's going to come off wrong. And then we set it up for another day. And then I, I interacted with this person and realized that they were having some personal things. And it dawned on me, like the conversation I'm going to have with this person in light of what's going on in their personal lives, it's not going to go well right now. Now, this conversation needed to happen. I postponed it again because I'm like, it's not the right time. I kind of feel like sometimes there's certain things in life where it's like you get a shot at it and like make the most of the shot you get. Wow. And if you're only going to get one shot totally. at maybe a good first impression or a tough conversation, then like make it count, man. Like don't don't rush it just for the sake of rushing it. Don't just, my tendency would be like to do something to check it off my to-do list. Check. 100%. Like I, it's done. And I can, it's like, well, that might be easier, but is that the best thing? So finally, we set it up and we ended up like changing the venue where we had it. I ended up meeting this person for coffee outside of the workspace. And I was in space. They were in space. The conversation went brilliantly. And I remember thinking to myself like, man, timing everything. is everything. Yeah. And I mean, especially because we're in it 22 years into marriage, timing is everything in marriage too. There's been so many times when I've needed to have, you know, a conversation with you and I've, I've messed it up. It, what, the conversation, like you said, needed to have, but I've messed it up because I just did it the wrong timing. And then there's been times when I've just said, you know, I'm going to wait and have a conversation with you and it's gone really well. And, and I think that's what, you know, learning to communicate well, learning the timing, but just some of the things you said, like reading people's body languages, knowing, feeling the room, like those are some of the most practical things, but I think those are some of the most profound things on really being able to like have wisdom in the timing. And I think this gets really real for people that are making life changes. Like if you're thinking about moving to another state, or I just had a conversation with a good friend who's literally considering moving to another state. And we had this conversation. It's like, hey, maybe you're actually supposed to move to that state, but maybe it's not for a year or two. Like maybe Maybe like what you're feeling and sensing, and maybe I'm wrong, but those are things to consider. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. maybe this is actually real. It's just not time. I think this is true in dating, getting engaged. Like, I mean, we used to, as youth pastors, when we would talk to people that were dating, especially students, we would say the right thing at the wrong time is the the wrong thing. thing. Like, hey, that could actually be the person you should date. It's just not the right time. Mm-hmm. I think as people get older, talking to young adults out there or single adults that are like, it's like, you know, what are you waiting for? You know what I'm saying? Like timing is everything. Like, are you waiting? I think some people who get in their 30s, 40s, 50s before they get married or get into a relationship, like they've kind of established life. And so then they can be like, I'm waiting for the perfect That's right. And person. some people can go so extreme in that. It's like, like they don't ever even do anything. You're going to wait forever. Yeah. It's like-, like you know what? You should probably just Pull go ahead the trigger and, and just jump. You're not going to have to get married, but like you should go on those dates. Just you should it. make yourself vulnerable. Like, and then engagement, like when to get engaged, when to get married. I tell you, this is a fact. We've been around for a bit now, 42 years for me, 29 for you perpetually. <laughs> um, and I have seen marriages make it and fail based on timing. Mm. Um, sometimes people just get married too soon. It just was like, it was just too soon. And I think you can do that and marriages can last. I've never heard this in all of my years. I've never heard anyone say who's been married for 50, 60 years, which is rare. But I met, I met a couple this, this last week that had been married for 55 years. And I was like, man, that's so rare wow. to hear. Really great couple. And you never hear them say, yeah, after 50 years of marriage, I wish we would have gotten married earlier. You never hear that. Right. But what you hear all the time is like, I wish we would have waited a little longer. I think like, man, just timing, like knowing timing. And then I think part of that too, and timing is everything, is like being good managers of our time. Um, we kind of have a phrase that we don't say in our workplace, in the community that we're in. It's like, we just, we kind of 
we refuse to say I'm busy. And if people say they're busy, like people ask me all the time, like, hey, man, I, I want to get together. With you. I know you're busy. And I, instant, I'm like, I'm not busy. Yeah. Life is full. Totally. But I'm not busy. And here's why we're not busy. Because, I mean, someone would look at it like, yes, you are busy. Like mm-hmm. your schedule is packed. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. I live a full life. But I think busy indicates that you're bad with your timing. So if I'm so busy that I can't make time for 30-minute coffee at some point in the week or, or you know, the month or the day, like, then I'm not managing my time. Actually, I think some of the most efficient um, people actually have time because they manage time. They could have such full days, but because they manage their time, they're able to be like, yeah, I can fit you in here, here, or yep. here. You know what I'm saying? Totally. It, um, so that's the difference between busy and living full on. Like, it's just, I just think there's so much to be said about time, and we're kind of dancing around now, but, and we only, Vic told us we only have five more minutes of time left for this podcast. I think it's so great. And time management is, is, I think for every You're human. great at time management, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but I think at the same time, I might be good at, at time mm-hmm. management, but I'm knowing the timing in which to have a conversation or knowing the timing when to say something or not say something is something that I've always had to really work towards and work on. And um, you're great at it. And I guess, I guess for me, I'm still a little like, gosh, reading the room, knowing the season, it, it kind of all of those things you just mentioned are fantastic but i even feel in the moment like oh my gosh i'm gonna i'm gonna get it wrong i'm not gonna get it right and what you're not saying is you don't have to have all the stars in line to like to make a decision or make a move Mm -hmm. but to actually lean into reading the room reading the season before you actually go and make that decision or actually go and have that conversation and i think the better you are at time management the more you probably learn to understand timing and just other things too like i'm looking at you and vic is sitting here in the room and both of you very professional in what you do very good at what you do um both of you just crush time management you're some of the most organized people i've ever met jen i once said of you like um i said to you once like you could run the world and you're like please i would need at least two full time assistants and you <laughs> kind of weren't joking i was, I like, was totally being no i'm being sarcastic um, come on and Vic, I was just I having a conversation. I was just having a conversation the other day with one of our coworkers, and they were talking about Vic, Victoria's ability just to really run a project, manage. And Vic, I don't know, maybe and you just Vic sitting in the room, Vic the sound check. She uh, she produces everything. Vic, what are some of the things? Because you're really good at this professionally. What are some of the things that? How do you start your day? Like time management for you, I think becomes second nature. Are there certain things that you do? Um, we're about to hear from Vic the Soundcheck. Are there certain things that ready, you ready, do? Is there certain things that you do like that your day? Because you're so good. Like, do you keep lists? Do you schedule? Do you have calendars? Like, how do you? You're such a good time manager. It's instinctive for you. What are some of the things that you do that help you? Like, just well, nail the time. I don't know that I would say I'm good. It's funny, but um, um, you are good. I just said it. So <laughs> stop talking back. <laughs> this is so cool. Actually, having the mic. Yeah. Welcome to, to um, welcome to our Netflix I special. Say. No, I think... Um, what are some of the things you do? One of the things that I've started doing since I've gotten older, I used to hate mornings and I would stay up really, really late and want to sleep in, but uh, I realized I need to start my day earlier and all the young people are going to hate me for even saying this, but I get up and I work out like at 5.30 in the morning, Sweet every, morning during the, every day during the week. And why do you do that? Work week. Because it just sets my day. So I come back and I'm not in a rush. Like I have two hours to just, you know, slowly get into my day after I've worked So you out. literally have built in margin from the very get-go of yeah. your day. And wow. I have to. And it would be better if I went to bed earlier, but I still don't do that. So I'm working on that piece. But I think that sets my day and my week up for success 
as far as not feeling like overwhelmed and I got to get stuff done. Are you a to-do list person? Yeah, absolutely. If I don't have a list, I'll forget. So I I make lots of lists of things to do and it feels really good to check stuff off, like Mm -hmm. to scratch it off. I feel accomplished. Like, yes. And I, it's hard to remember what your priorities are. You know, every day you get caught up in different conversations and different things you have to add to your list. So having a list keeps me kind of um, organized and helps me prioritize. Like I love walking in your office. You have like um, on the board, like just this massive for the year. Like she'll have like events. She oversees a bunch of special gatherings in our community. And like, and it's just like, like if I'm like, what's happening this year, I just got to walk into Vic's office well, and look at confession. The so is if you look at it now, it's probably like from four months ago because I haven't updated it yet. So oh, you're back that out there. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, maybe we should tell <laughs> you your supervisor. So inspiring about Victoria, her just even part of her journey is that I've known you when you weren't that way at all. Like yeah. you did those margins. And so I think people can, yeah, super people can create new habits fully. that create, um, time management and help you live life even fuller. And, and, to say that, like, that's inspiring because, like, not everybody is naturally wired to wake up at 5.30 and work out. Like, most people are like, no way. But Vic would naturally not probably lean that way, right? No. A year ago, I would never. You you convinced me to go to a workout probably, like, a year and a half ago at a 5.30 a.m. class. And I was like, you are insane. You're literally insane. I could never do this. And now I can't imagine doing it any other way. I'd like to go on record saying that both of you are insane, <laughs> literally insane. <laughs> and I don't plan on being working out 5 a.m. next year. So. Look, do what works for you. Some people, That's it's like, good, yeah. hey, go after, I don't know what we're talking about working out, but yeah. it gets your mind, it clears your mind. Um, and I, I think Megan said it in an earlier podcast, Megan Jones, where if you go after work and you work out, it kind of like shifts your mind to the next part of your day and you turn work off and mm-hmm. kind of... Margins are a crazy thing. Totally. Yeah. I think people that are best with time have learned to somehow create margin and space. And to manage it. Yeah, and to manage, manage it. it yeah. You know, and so well said. Um, we have one life to live. And it's like, it's a, it's crazy to think that we've already been married 22 years and we've got a 19 year old. It flew by. And I just like, I'm more encouraged and inspired every day to just live to the fullness. And part of that is, is creating margin. And part of that is managing my time well so that I can do the things that I love to do and not, not turn around and look at my past. Be like, I worked my life away. I'm a workaholic. I didn't do the, you know, and mm-hmm. not have those kind of regrets. And I think that we don't have to have regrets if we really plan and really time manage well love it well our time is up um, <laughs> and we will look forward to more times together well here's we... here's to Vic the sound chick who like was the star of the moment her cameo she, her cameo appearance thanks cheers. for thanks for gracing us Vic with your your brilliance the and whole you really truth are and nothing but yeah. the truth yeah. that has nothing to do with this <laughs> I, podcast I have you just say, say it. Yeah, but it, it sounds right. You're just throwing out cliche good. subtitles. You so I'm going to do it too. Dunkin' Donuts, coffee for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Has nothing to do, but it felt good. I love All you. All right. We love, love you guys. You so Thanks much. for listening. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we would love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at Billy's Mafia. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.